Welcome to our first ever midweek talk through. Michael Felder from Stadium is my guest. You can also hear him on the Hand in the Dirt podcast every week. Uh, so what we're going to do with the midweek walkthrough is talk about what we saw from Bryce on Sunday and what we expect or need to see him work on in the week ahead. Felder, I wanted to have you on as the first guest because for people that don't know, you played defensive back in college and so much of this game to me with the uneducated eye was predicated on a veteran safety taking advantage of the quarterback at his first point. Yeah, I I think you're spot on. Um, That's one of those things. And I I literally, I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, the breaks on the ball, like, I don't think he's, he hadn't seen anything like that really, right? And so Jesse Bates is just like, he's cruising. He he recognizes where he's staring him down. And then he's, the breaks on the ball. I listen, I want to give him credit because those are tremendous breaks on the ball. He got there. He made it happen. So, uh, definitely got to give Bates some credit on that one. Um, but you're, we're watching a guy, that, a young guy, uh, try to grow up. And it's going to be – there's going to be growing pains. And obviously we're also looking at a team that they still got to find pieces to put around them. Right. So you and I texted about this uh, earlier in the week, and it is a reality. Bryce has never been on a bad team before. Yeah. And even if there are – some pieces to work with. Like, obviously the Panthers are far from a true contender at this point. Right. Yeah. It's listen, I, Hayden Hurst. I like him. He's, you know, Miles Sanders mm-hmm. had, a, I thought he had a pretty good game. Chuba Hubbard, I think is going to grow into a player that really works well with Bryce as a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield and then finds a way to create yards down the field as well uh, in the run game. Uh, they still got to figure out what they're going to do on this offensive line. I, the, the big thing for me, uh, Dimitri, the big thing for me is, and you hit the nail on the head. Like he's never been on a bad team. So, mm-hmm. The thing I want him to learn and understand is just make sure you do everything right. And once you start doing everything right and they build this team around you, it all starts to come together. Because once you start to press, once you start to push, and we saw that in this football game, right? That third quarter for yeah. me was really rough to watch. And I rewatched it again, and it, it, <laughs> it was even worse because we saw in the third quarter, the thing that Bryce Young has been known for is good decision-making right. and accuracy. And we saw all those things fall apart in the third quarter, one, because he was under pressure, but two, because he is someone who, like, he's pressing, he's pushing, he's trying to make a play. Right. And at the end of the day, when you do that, your mechanics fall apart. When your mechanics fall apart, uh, your head falls apart. When your head falls apart, you start to make really bad decisions. You make bad plays. And, again, veterans can take advantage of you for that. And, ultimately, for some guys, it's really hard to come back from. I don't think that that's where Bryce is right now. I think the reality of it is is – he just has a stick to stick inside your box. As a defensive back, one of the things they always told you, I, I listen, I'll never forget. I remember Dion saying this when I was, I, used to, I went to cover the future 50, right? Mm-hmm. It's just under the, the future top 50 players under armor event down in Orlando is what it was. You have this box. And for a defensive back, that box is where you have to stay. If you step outside the box, your chest goes up, you start to fall backwards. If you overstep in that box, now you're out of control. You can't control you. You can't you can't recover from that. And I think that's kind of in my mind. That's kind of a, figuratively what we're looking at with Bryce Young is I want him to stay inside his box, play in that box, control what you can control. You don't control the personnel. Mm-hmm. You don't control the uh, you don't control the play calling either. You can suggest things and let them know. Hey, I feel more comfortable doing this, and you're going to learn more about yourself as you go forward. But stay inside your box, and you're going to be able to. Make sure your mechanics are on point, which is the number one most important thing. And then as you make sure your mechanics are on point, you're going to have to make sure your decision-making is on point to come with it. And that's how you make plays. 
So you know that I love Bryce uh, in part yeah. because I went to the University of Alabama. And as painful as this past weekend was on both Saturday and then Sunday for me, I did think it was kind of appropriate because of what you just talked about, that that frustration. Like, And I talked about this with Brownlow yeah. on the show on Monday. Like, yeah. Bryce was literally the difference in that game last year. And it was Bingo. because – despite the number of times that his offensive line or his uh, receivers let him down and they, you know, went on a three and out, he always had confidence that when he needed to, he could make the play. Alabama was going to be okay because they have Bryce Young. I-, I wonder if that was part of the frustration we saw on Sunday is that he is recognizing that there, you know, as hard as the leap is from high school to college, the leap from college to the NFL is bigger. And it may be a while before he can feel like because Carolina has Bryce Young, we're going to be OK. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And listen, you mentioned the the, the Texas game that he, he basically made sure that they were in the running for a year. Are, they won a year ago. I'm, I'm going to throw the Auburn game in there. I think that that's that's I, I use that all the time with Brownlow yeah. to illustrate like this is what you could be getting at the high end is the 21 Auburn game and the 22 Texas game. Yeah, that that game I, I've watching a coach, a co- the coach that just beat Alabama, mm-hmm. watching him take his hands off and say, Bryce, go get it. Sark, Sark was like, hey, man, let's do this thing. And it was – am I wrong? Sark was the, the – No, no, it was, it, team, it was right? O'Brien. I didn't it was, want it, to – Was uh, that O'Brien? Okay, got, got – Yeah, so you, you were rolling. Year, I didn't want to get your way. <laughs> one, year, one, year, one year, two – one year, one year later. Okay. Yeah. But what we did, what we saw what we saw Bill O'Brien do was take his hands off that team and say, hey, this guy got it. And it's one mm. of those things – I use that tool all the time to explain the difference between a guy like a Bryce Young and a guy like Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Uh, in college, was still looking at the sideline doing check with me's, and Bryce was not doing that. I think the same thing with Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, who's at Notre Dame now, front, coming from Wake. I, I a lot of what I grade quarterbacks on and what I look for in a quarterback is how often they have to look to the sidelines. You think about Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow was at LSU with with, with Brady, that, like he didn't look at the sideline ever. Yeah, he said, "I know what I got to do. Let's let's go run this." And Bryce is that same type of guy, so I know he's got it in him. I think the key is going to be um, how do we handle this? And for him, he's got to manage expectations. And I don't know if it's – I'm not I'm not going to pretend like I'm in his head, but the reality for me is he has to manage his own expectations. He has to protect himself because sometimes they're not going to be able to protect him, so he does have to protect himself. He also has to protect the football, though. And we saw yeah. the fumble. Like, we can't – that can't happen. you got to make sure everything is secure. And the big key for me is going to be – you know, I don't know what the Panthers end up being, right? Like we're we're we're, we're one game in, right? They're own mm-hmm. one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe they get, maybe they do end up at, you know, what is it, four and thirteen? I forgot. There's the extra game, so four yeah. and thirteen, or you end up at five and twelve, or whatever it is, or or six and and whatever. Like it's the key though is going to be how do they attack this, and that's the part that I'm interested in is how they attack this to bring guys in both in free agency, via trades, or. If, or via um, obviously the draft. So, and, and here's what I'll say. I understand the two interceptions; those were bad. And again, we talked about it. Betting safety kind of, kind of, kind of really like made like baited him into those things, mm-hmm. like because that's where the ball should have come open, and the the throw was there. That was an act. Those were accurate throws that those guys could have caught. <laughs> yeah. Except that safety was like, I know where he's going. Let me go take that from him. <laughs> These weren't those weren't interceptions of I'm throwing into triple coverage. Those weren't interceptions of, hey, I think I can make this one. I'll just throw it super far. Those weren't interceptions of the ball came out late. 
those were interceptions on good throws that mm-hmm. if if that's if he wasn't there, if that safety wasn't there, that's a throw that probably gets a little bit of run after catch. Yeah. And so I understand the thought process there. I'll be honest, man. We can throw interceptions all we want, but I think we can throw interceptions up there all we want. And they they do matter. They're huge. But I mean, if I'm walking away from this football game, I still walk away feeling pretty good about Bryce Young. I know he's got to get better, but they let him throw the ball 38 times. Right. That's right, a huge right. thing. And vastly th- different from what we saw in the preseason. From what we saw in the preseason, but also from what we saw with Ritter. Yeah. And yeah, Ritter. Very true. I mean, listen, I understand that he only had to throw the ball 18 times for them to get the win, but man, in today's NFL, in today's football, 18 times, like that's a that's a stat line from like Mark Rippin, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's a <laughs> that's an old stat line. Right. 15 for 115. Like that's not these when we just saw two of them over 400 yards. Mm-hmm. And I think Bryce Young fits into that same realm. And not just because they both went to Alabama, but because what we're looking at is our, our guys that do believe in what they can do right there with that arm, what they believe and they, and the coaches believe them. Now you got to listen, there's no Tyreek Hill. There ain't no Jalen Waddle right. on this team. And that's what they have to be looking for in the future. But to me, I came away being, pleasantly impressed with Bryce Young while also recognizing he's got to realize that this is not college anymore. You're yeah. not playing against boys. These are grown men and these grown men, you know what they got to do? They got to make money to put food on the table. So, <laughs> If you are one of those grown men down in New Orleans, getting ready for Monday night football yeah. against the Panthers, um, how much are you looking at what happened against the Falcons and saying at least part of the reason the Falcons were able to do this is because the Panthers could not give their defense a rest in this game. Yeah, that, I think that's a huge part of it too. Because we, we're, we're obviously the idea is to talk about Bryce Young and where he can improve and what he can do, and, and that lends itself to offense. But it, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to defense until you bring up a question like that. And the key for me is you got to – he can't give the ball away, mm-hmm. but you also got to get off the field. Right. And you got to get off the field. And this is a team – Listen, they got Marshawn Lattimore. They got Marcus May. Like, they've got guys that you got to worry about, right? They got – is Tyran Matthews still there? Tyran Matthews there. I believe he is, is, yeah. So, this is one of those things for me that, like, you got to – again, more experience. When you bring in that that level of experience, these guys have to go out and make – these guys know that they've got to go out and make plays. So, I'm very curious to see what this looks like. Um it's From from your point of view as a a former defensive player – how do you keep yourself from getting frustrated with the offense when they can't put together more than a three and out to give you a little bit of a break? I don't, I don't, I, I think the best thing that you could do is not talk to them, honestly. Like, you, <laughs> look, you can see my face right now, man. Like, I, it's, it's one of those things. And, and listen, I'll go all the way back to, I, I just talked to somebody about high school and we lost, I lost a high school football game seven to three. Like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> right. Like, get, get a touchdown ever. And, and right. then in college, obviously, at UNC, we weren't very good. And so we didn't have a problem. The problem was our defense was on the field all the time because we were we couldn't get off the field. So yeah. it's one of the, it wasn't just our offense was bad. It was we couldn't stop anybody. I remember the Vernon Davis game from, what, 04, I think, and he just absolutely – or 03 or 04, one of those two. He absolutely was just like – and everyone was like, who's going to cover him? We're all like, not, not us. <laughs> so – I think if you're you're a defense is frustrated with 
being on the field because the offense is having three and outs. I think the big key is realize like we got we have to do our job. I mean, you're mm-hmm. listen, you're an Alabama fan. You've lived through this before too, where the offense is still trying to figure out who they are. And even yeah. hell, that Texas game, right? There's the defense I thought played pretty well against Texas. For they sure. gave up a couple big plays, but at the end of the day, I thought they played well and they tackled it's, like hell. That's also kind of modern college football, right? Yes. Like you're gonna give up big plays now. Yeah, you you are. And same thing, Ohio State, they give up some big plays. And so I think that the big key for me is you just got to control what you can control. That's why I mentioned staying in your box with Bryce Young. Yep. I think the defense has to do the same thing. And, and listen, they're not burning down. I mean, listen, they're not burning down the, the, the building either. Like, this is a team that still has places they want to get to defensively uh, with the personnel that they bring. So I, I think, honestly, the key is just, hey, man, we just we got to do our job. As long as we check our box, as long as we do our job, there's nothing we can say. We don't have anything to say. Let's let those guys figure it out, and then we'll go from there. But it's one of those. It is like we're not we're not talking about the 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 Ravens, right? Like the 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 Trent Dilfer Ravens. We're not talking about <laughs> that type of Ray Lewis Ed Reed defense. We're not talking yeah. about that right now. We're talking about a defense that has the makings to be pretty good. And yes, the offense is not going to be at the same level. But we're not talking about Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, uh, Ray Lewis defense. We're talking about a defense that is still – they're still working on who they are as a team. And so the key for them and, – and this is something – honestly, to answer that question, yes, I, I think not saying anything is important. But also when you rally together as a defense, the big thing that I would say is just, hey, man, we got to give them the ball back. Yeah. We, we have to find two, three extra possessions every game. And it can come from the defense via fumbles or sacks. Or, or or interceptions can also come from special teams where you give them a short porch. And I think that's where it's easier. It's probably easier to make hay on special teams. And we saw that in the, we saw that in that Monday night game with the jets, right? Mm-hmm. A team that it didn't look like they could, it didn't look like they could score ever again. And then all of a sudden special teams comes through for them. And to me, that's where I look at where you can make, where you can gain ground, make headway, all those things. Your defense has to give you at least one extra possession a game. They yeah. have to. And by give you an extra possession, I mean that, that that's a combination of killing a drive. It's a com- it's a combination of killing a drive, a, f- a turnover, which is a fumble or a sack. But it's also if you if 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 your team gives them a short porch, forcing a field goal, and maybe they miss that field goal. Okay, yeah. guess what? Now all of a sudden we're in business. We've given them the ball back without having to field a kickoff. And then when it comes to kickoffs, when it comes to punt returns or kickoff returns, punt returns, let's make the most of these things. Let's make them count. Let's make them matter so that we make it easier for Bryce Young. We make it easier for Hayden Hurst. We make it easier for Chuba Hubbard. We make it easier for all these guys so that they don't have to go 90 yards to get a touchdown. Right. We're not, we're not going 90 yards consistently. <laughs> we gotta, uh, we're not, that's not going to happen for us. We, so- we, we could do 60. But 90 is a lot. So let me ask you this, and this will be how I get you out of here. Okay. What is your message today as we get ready for Monday Night Football? What is your message to the receiving core for the Panthers? I mean, listen, if he put it on you, you got to catch it. If he puts it on you, you got to catch it. Listen, I, there's nothing we can do about those errant pa- – we talked about it that third quarter. Third quarter mm-hmm. looked bad. It was There were errant passes. Yeah, that overthrow to Mingo was something yeah. I haven't seen him do before. Bingo. And and I, if I'm not mistaken, he only had one throw that was that vertical down the field. Mm-hmm. And so when well, he look, had the other one to to Marshall, where Marshall stopped mid route. Yeah. So I'm I'm guys, we got to be on the same page. He's young, so you have to talk. 
communication is key. Let's communicate. We communicate in practice. We communicate when we get out there. We know what we're doing. We know what the plan is. I don't care what hand signals you guys want to use, but I need you to help him out. Let him know that you're seeing something different than what he's seeing. Zone versus man, single high, two high. Let it, let somebody know. And I think that's the part with, um, what is it, Thielen. That's the mm-hmm. part where, that's where I want him to be a bigger factor. Yeah. Because this is a guy who played a lot of football, right? Played a ton of football. And he he should I, – I, I want to see Bryce look at him every play. Every mm-hmm. play he's on the field, I want to see him look at him and just a quick little hand signal of it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, so that it helps Bryce understand, yes, they got too high, but look at the way he's in that rocker stance. These guys are going to rotate the one high, so they're going to have somebody right there in the hole. So we don't want to hit that. We want to hit this. I want to see – oh, they're they're kicking too. Look at the way he's on his heels. He's already moving backwards. Okay, so he's, he's busting – He's busting his ass to get off that hash to get over the top. We don't need to throw to those top sidelines. We don't need to hit that. What we need to do is attack that middle and see if that linebacker, if you can throw a two ball up and down, that linebacker is not going to be able to stop it, and that safety is already going to be gone. And I, so, like, those are the kind of conversations that I like to see players have. Those are the type of conversations that I like to be a part of. Like, I love listening to guys talk about football that way. Mm-hmm. And we know Bryce is a big football guy. Like, we know he loves kind of the little part of the game, the, the, the ugly part, the lonely part of the game. And so if they get to get busy to work together and I'll, I'll, I'll kick it back to college here for a second, but there are three teams that I think about all the time. I think about LSU and when they had Tyron Matthew and what was it? Mm-hmm. Was it, was it Peterson or, or Claiborne? Peterson, yeah. Claiborne. And, and so they had, the, so they had, they had, when they had that team right there with, 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 with Claiborne or Peterson and then and Matthew, I could tell those guys watch film together. Yep. They all watch film together. I'm going to go to Georgia a couple of years ago with Dean and all those guys, they watch film together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to do that because I know the NFL, I know everybody's got their tablet and everybody they're monitoring. Listen, this they're monitoring how much film you watch, <laughs> right? They can see how much you're watching and what you're doing. But I think that doing it together, that's the only reason I can do the job that I did is because I used to sit in film with Gerald Sensible. And he and I used to sit and watch extra film together. And he taught me more about football than just about anybody. Hmm. Hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy's stance. Look at the way. When this guy runs this route, look at the way his hands are. This is from a defensive back standpoint. Look at the way his hands are. When he runs that route, his hands are like this. But when he runs this route, his hands are like that. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to is them growing together as a football team, right? Like the honeymoon phase is over. Now let's go play some football. <laughs> right. That's what. That's all they want to do, man. These guys are football players. So let's go yeah. play some football. Uh, that is going to do it for the first episode of the walkthrough. Follow Michael Felder on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at in the bleachers. Uh, you can also check his workout for stadium and the hand in the dirt podcast. Do me a favor, rate and subscribe to this show. It's how Lauren and I not only get to keep doing episodes, uh, but also how more people discover. So do that on whatever platform you're watching. Mike, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you. Take it easy.